Today on Bachelor Party, it's a double feature. First up, we've got The Bachelor, Matt James. We had a nice meet and greet, a little chat earlier this week. Talked briefly about uh, the whole experience and the season premiere. So we got that first. And then followed up by a nice lengthy chat with Ivan Hall from Tasha's season. Of course you remember him. I mean, he was on the show basically two weeks ago. It seems both longer and shorter. Who's to say? Anyway, stick around for Ivan. It was a really great conversation. And those are both coming up next. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how in every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman doesn't need much introduction. Let's just get into it. The man, the myth, the Instagram fave, the bachelor, Matt James. Here's my conversation with him from a few days ago. Matt James. Hello. Hi, what's going on? <laughs> that wasn't that enthusiastic. Wasn't really what I was hoping for, but that's okay. We'll work with it. You know what's funny? Like when, when the women were getting out of the limo, it's like, I felt like what you just said. It's like, I don't know what to say to them. It's like, they're like, Hey, and I'm like, I, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to like bring the juice, but I'm like genuinely excited about this conversation. Like I was with the limo. So it's like, I don't know how to be like smooth. So I don't believe that, but that's interesting. What was like the first interaction? Like, I mean, you didn't have the experience being on the bachelorette, obviously. So when the first woman gets out of the limo, like, what did you do? Did you freeze? Like, what were you thinking? Um, yeah, I did actually. And she saved it, you know, as, as women always do, you know, it was like, they kept the show going and I was super nervous the entire time. And every time I met somebody like they were the ones who were bringing the confidence and they were the ones who just gave me that life. And, uh, there's so many different funny entrances that I could pull from Uh, every single one of them left me with something that I could pull from. So I, I remembered everybody. I noticed that it seems like they were, the women were like surprised that you remembered them. Do you have a good memory or were you just like really locked in? I couldn't be worse with names. I'm the worst, <laughs> but I was so present. You know, I didn't have my phone. Like I'm not thinking about going and doing this and that. Like I'm just here and I'm doing word association. I'm like, Oh, that's the, that's the woman that had no clothes on and laundry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one. So I'm like, I think doing- <laughs> that's not a hard one to remember my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, so it, it wasn't all that difficult. Okay. And then you had a, a long time to like, I feel like longer than usual to watch them walk away. So like 
you have the whole long staircase. Whereas like if you're at the mansion, it's just like a few seconds, but it's like, right. I, it seems like a lot of stairs. So you got like an extra like 30 seconds to like work on your mnemonic devices for remembering them. There was mad stairs and it, it was difficult because you saw some women who had difficulty with the chairs yeah, or with the stairs, people falling and, and tripping, going up and down. But yeah, no, that was, that was like a, a weird part because you're just like kind of sitting there and just watching them walk away. Um, and you couldn't go in there. You couldn't follow them. It's like, you had this great conversation and they're like, all right, bye. So I was like, wait, right, what? That's right. over. Yeah. What was the average length of each conversation? Like probably 45 minutes or so. Really? On the stairs? It was like... (laughs) I fell for it. (laughs) It was was like 45 seconds to a minute, probably. Oh my God. That's a really short time. Um, Did anyone particularly impress you? We were like, good entrance. I wish I had thought of that myself or something like that. Um, They were all good. Like, No, come on. That's the cop-out answer. They were. I mean... Pick a few. all, All the good ones have been seen. Like you all saw Victoria come in being carried by her guards, you know, sure. her court jesters. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are crazy because I'm seeing everyone else is getting out of a limo. And then when you see somebody being carried up, you're like, what? So, uh, those were a lot of fun and I loved how they, everyone had personality. Like no mm-hmm. one was afraid to, to bring things and show things that, uh, uh, didn't represent themselves. And it made it easy for me to get to know them quicker because they're showing me more of who they are. Was there a certain point where you're like, okay, I got this. Like, I, I feel comfortable. Like, I know it's going to be okay. No. <laughs> no. Every time you think no. that, every time you think that Chris Harrison, like, pops out of a hole and he's like, oh, by the way, it's like, what? <laughs> he's like, they're kibitz and second guess you all the time. Well, no, it's just more so like a plot twist. It's like, all right, this is going well. Well, let's do this. And I'm just like, dang, like, this was going well. <laughs> you're like, I, f- I thought I figured it out. Now you're going to change it on me. Right. When you guys had your sit down before the women came out of the limo, like, did you learn anything in that conversation that you were surprised by or like anything that was particularly helpful that you weren't expecting? Yeah. Like every time I talked to Chris, I took something away from it. And that time specifically was just reiterating something that you've heard your whole life and that you can't please everybody and you can't speak for everybody. Yeah. Him, him saying that was, was what I needed to hear in that moment because I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. You know, he definitely brought out his Papa Chris voice when he was talking to you there. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. He laid down the <laughs> hammer a, a few times and, and that's the type of relationship we had. Like he, he, he reined me back in and it was a lot of tough love with him. What was like just in general about the experience? Like what has surprised you the most? Just that there were so many qualified women and, and, and that those type of women were single, you know, and that they would be, willing to, to go through this experience with me. You know, it was humbling uh, when, you, when you think about it like that. I do feel like casting has really stepped it up in the last couple of seasons. It's like, I'm like, where do they find these people? These are really eligible single people. A really good job. And, and uh, I'm very fortunate for them, obviously, because I think they hit it out of the park this, this season. Yeah, it seems like they did. Um, so you obviously have, you know, friends who've been on the show, Hannah and Tyler. What advice did they give you? And also, well, I'll ask you after, but what advice did they give you? <laughs> uh, Tyler just said to um, remember where your feet are at, and just not to, to get caught up in the moment. And again, everyone gave you that, like, no one gave you that groundbreaking, but it was just like simple things to remember that when you thought about them, it was like the best thing that you could be doing or apply at that time. And what about Hannah? What'd she say? 
Hannah, I mean, that was multiple conversations. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in constant communication with Hannah. Like that's like my homie. Uh, but she's just continued to give good advice and uh, uh, more along the lines of not trying to please people and just mm-hmm. follow your heart. And it sounds again, very basic, but like you do it, it's, it makes everything that much easier. Sure. I like how you make it sound like you talk to Hannah a lot more than Tyler. I don't, I don't particularly care if that's true or not. I just like, that's the way you presented it. <laughs> well, we don't have like a tally sheet, but um, I'm sure that he has a, uh, everyone has their own relationships. Like they have uh, theirs and I have mine with her. So you should start keeping track of all of it just to make them competitive with each other. If they're not already, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to put up a dry erase board. right? Yeah. Who texted me the most today? Who checked on me the most, you know, start handing out superlatives to your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) What, uh, just like being around them, was there something about like just knowing them that you're like, I want to like be a part of this world. I want to try this out. Like, I know you've talked a lot about how um, Tyler's mom really helped you like, you know, get on the show and decide to do this. Were there other pieces just from like, you know, being friends with them that you learned? You're like, oh, this is interesting. Uh, I mean, they're, they're both great people. And I saw how much Tyler grew uh, after going through what he went through. And I didn't know Hannah before, but the woman that she is now uh, is someone that I'd hope to meet through something like this. So all positives in terms of if we're looking at reasons to do or not to do something, there was nothing negative that I took away from either one of them that would have deterred me from wanting to do something like this. Sure. Were you surprised that neither was in the first episode? Um, no, I wasn't surprised. Um, there's 10, there's 10 episodes. (laughs) I know. It's just like, it's easy to creep on both their Instagrams to be like, did they go to Pennsylvania? Like to like really hide it. Cause I feel like they both are likely to share a lot. So I, I hope to see both of them, I guess also with Heather coming, that's like a a whole twist too, of introducing bachelor nation. Um, what, what has it been like for your mom? Um, in what sense? Well, your mom is on the first episode, which I thought was a really cool way to like get to know you. And I liked that that was sort of like the introduction to who Matt James is. Cause I bet, I bet you get this a lot. Do people say to you all the time, they feel like they know you. Yeah. Because I, I think that, that most people do, uh, who care to know, because if you want to learn something about someone, it's not very difficult to find them on social or read about them. So uh, anyone who cares to know up until this point could have done their own research and, and figured that out. But uh, there's nothing like seeing it firsthand and like having that interaction with her and sharing that with everybody else, you know? I just thought it was cool that the, like sort of like the introduction to you is through your relationship with your mom. Like I, there's a lot of ways to do that, right? And so just curious, like how your mom enjoyed that, like being on, you know, she's going to be on one of the most watched programs, probably the, like, you know, in, in the country for a while. Yeah, um, I think that she's excited not only because of uh, what it means for her in terms of her winning grandkids and being a step closer to that, but also uh, she's watched the show since before I can remember. So she was. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So she's always watched it. Yeah, she has. Yeah, my mom has. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was like something that's already been in your household, essentially. Just as playing Xbox is, you know, I've been playing Xbox since I was little, but my mom doesn't play it, but she knows I do it. So it's like, I know my mom does it. I know my mom watches, but it's never something that we've done together. Sure. So now you can watch together going forward. We can watch together going forward. Are you nervous to watch the show? No, I don't really, I don't have anything to be nervous about. I'm a confidence. I was nervous when it was going on. Like I was Mm -hmm. very, uh, just putting a lot of pressure on myself, but that, that time's coming on and I'm just excited to share everything I went through with 
my friends and family and, and everyone, anyone who cares to tune in. One theme from Tasha and Claire season was just sort of like, you know, the reprieve from COVID. I think like you could see it and you could feel it watching the show. It was, it was like kind of cool. I was like happy for everyone that they got to like have a break from what was going on in the world. What was that like for you going into a bubble right before the American presidential election, the height of the pandemic? Like, what was that like? It's kind of a crazy time to have this experience. In some ways, it might be the best timing possible. It was great. You know, it was, it was a nice <laughs> way to, to get away from everything and to focus on why I was going on the show and that's to find love. And uh, when you don't have uh, outside distractions, it makes all those things that much easier, you know? Was it weird being able to like, touch women without having to like think about if they had COVID or if you had COVID? Um, yeah. You touch I, anyone, I, not just women, anyone like shake hands, high fives. It made the experience better because like you knew everyone who was in the bubble didn't have to play, you know, it's right, like right. everyone who's there is on the same testing schedule. Everyone there is being monitored. It's not just like this free for all. So, um, it, it, they did a great job making sure that we were comfortable. Was there anything you were nervous to leave behind? Um, no, heck no. <laughs> no. Not even like food. Not like, oh, I'm really going to miss this burger. I'm really going to miss this pizza no, or whatever. They, they did such a great job of making me feel like I was at home. Like anything that, that you needed, they provided. And mm-hmm. Nimicolon was a, like, it couldn't have been a better place. It looked to, really to, nice. It was so nice. You know, it was, and I, I lived in Pittsburgh for a few years and it felt like I was at home. For football? Uh, this was after football. This is when I was working at PNC. I uh, oh. did my first big boy job out of college. So Pittsburgh seems like a great city. Did you watch the movie um, Happiest Season on Hulu? I have not, but I will co-sign Pittsburgh being a great city to live in. It does seem really great. That That's a new uh, Christmas rom-com that you can watch next year on Christmas. <laughs> and oh, it's man. in Pittsburgh. It makes it look really great. <laughs> I have not watched it, but I'm open to anything and all things Pittsburgh. So I'll watch okay. It. Yeah. It it did it did seem great. Also, I really thought it was so funny. Um, the first night, obviously it's like a long night, and I thought the hotel lobby vibe was absolutely hilarious. It reminded me of like an after prom or like an after wedding party. It just seemed like everyone was sort of like a little sloshed, a little tired, just like kind of like hanging out, like looking for the action. What did that feel like to you? It was a very long night, but the women it was gave- bright outside when the women left. Extremely yeah. bright. <laughs> yeah, the definition of an all-nighter. It was a uh, when you're going through. It's different when you're just up for the sake of being up. But when that's the reason why you're up is to meet these women and have this experience. The, the night kind of flies by. So when it is light out, that's the only time you realize what like you're in a casino. It's like no one's looking at the clocks. You don't have your phone. It's like you only know what time it is because it's like bright when you go outside. So it wasn't even something I was thinking about really. It just seemed like a very like fun, loose vibe and in like a, a funny way. I don't know. I liked it. That's that, that's credit to the women. They just made everything fun and lighthearted and it really helped in, in terms of getting the most out of myself and the most out of them. On the topic of the women, which did you consider more audacious bringing a vibrator or showing up in lingerie? Um, it depends who you ask. Uh, if you're, uh, I'm asking you, um, for me, I would probably say a vibrator. Uh, <laughs> I think so too. Because I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people wear lingerie. A lot of people might use vibrators, but, um, I think they do. Yeah. So that, that probably was, but the way that she, who Katie is like, she it, didn't even, 
Yeah, it didn't seem like that. So it's, I'm like having a hard time answering that because it's not like this like innocent little like I, she was like, yeah, like I got it. Like, <laughs> but like, all right, see you inside. Like, so I'd like I to tell you, um, you immediately started treating it like a lightsaber, and I think you called it a lightsaber too. That was really. It funny. was. It was about as long <laughs> as one. So you know, it's like that was my word association. <laughs> Very timely. Also, great Disney synergy for uh, the ABC and and Star Wars. Yeah, so. <laughs> I've been watching the Mandalorian, so it, I, I was having flashbacks to Mando and just fighting and seeing. <laughs> so um, that kind of reminds me. I'm also curious, like, what was it like being separated from your phone for two months? Um, it was nice. Uh, you're not Does having, seem nice. You're not checking it. You're not like, what's there to check in on? Like, you're not going anywhere. Um, it was. Yeah, it was we're all so nice. addicted. Yeah. So you, you stop checking like the first few days you're like patting, like, where's my, but then after a while, it's just like, you're so much more in the moment when you're not strapped to some screen, you know? Sure. Did you like being on camera? Um, I didn't mind it. Like it was inevitable. Like I'm not screaming for there to be cameras around me 24 seven, but, um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Just kind of get used to it, you know? When did you get used to it? Everyone says it happens quickly, but I'm curious, like when for you, you were like, okay, um, this is fine. Well, I, you know, I, they started doing a little bit of the filming before, like they're doing intro stuff with me before mm-hmm. the night mm-hmm. one. So, uh, by the time that the women got there, I was, you wouldn't have thought, but I felt like I was uh, a little bit more comfortable around the cameras, but watching uh, it back, it's probably not going to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I didn't think you seem particularly uncomfortable, but just it's like a thing to get used to. Also, like, I feel like just, you know, having to go in for the kiss so many times on camera has got to be weird. Um, It's weird if you make it weird. You know, it's like, I didn't think it was all that weird because I was super into the, the women that that was happening with. <laughs> no performance anxiety for you is what you're saying. Nah, no, nah, not over here. Does <laughs> that from, come from being an athlete? No, because I was the worst. Like I was super nervous for the games, but like having dealt with that already, like I didn't feel more nervous than I did going to play Florida State or like going to play Clemson. You know, this was like enjoyable because you're not going to get beat up. Sure. I've always felt there's a real affinity between The Bachelor and college football. And I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but there's been so many football players on the show now. And it's just like, they just seem to align in a, in some kind of, I don't know, in some kind of way. Did you feel that at all? I think that experience prepared me for this one because there's a lot of discipline and scheduling and whatever that goes into being an athlete that uh, I applied to being the bachelor and it helped me navigate everything that I was dealing with. So uh, I think that bias, I might be a little biased. I think that athletes are, are very well suited to be in that sort of environment. You know, Matt, it was absolutely delightful to finally meet you kind of over Zoom. Thank you so much for taking the time. Looking forward to watching your season and good luck. Thank you. No, it was nice to meet you too. And I'm like, I'm excited. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more in this conversation. So. I hope so. Thanks so much. Bye. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how in every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. 
rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hopefully we'll get Matt back on the podcast at a later date. He was overloaded with press, I think, on, on Monday, but it was really good to finally like meet him over Zoom. It felt like a very long time coming. In any case, let's move on. Next, we have Ivan Hall, fresh off of Tasha season, live from his home in Dallas, catching up about the last few weeks, the whole experience. He talks about religion again, which, you know, at the time, hadn't seen Matt's uh, premiere yet. But obviously, I think Ivan's conversation about religion really dovetails with the prayer that Matt said on night one. So it's an interesting time to talk about religion in Bachelor Nation. And without further ado, here's Ivan. And now, I think probably one of our one of the more popular guests we'll probably ever have on this podcast. Ivan, welcome to Bachelor Party. How are you? Thanks, Julia. I'm doing very well. I'm very happy to be here. Um, thank you. You have, you have one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, for sure. Oh, my God. Wow. Thank you. Are you yeah. just saying that because you're you're looking at <laughs> no, me? No, you'll see. I, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts, and I think you're one of my biggest fans, so that's why I really like you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think based on your bio, or like in week one, I was like, I'm an Ivan fan. I'm pretty sure. I appreciate that. I think you did too. Yeah. I was also, I was really excited for you that you um, had the chess piece when the Queen's Gambit was really popular because I just felt like that was really, <laughs> really good timing for your personal brand. Yeah, I definitely had to play into that. That was, that was a fun one. That was such a good series too. So I loved it. Um, I'm going to come back to that. I want to know what TV you're watching, but okay. um, what's your life been like? So we're talking on January 3rd. This will come out a little bit later. What's the last two weeks been like for you? Man, um, it's just been crazy. Um, really, the night of the finale, oh my gosh, that was a dream. That was the wildest night of my life, I'll say, because no, so many people were like texting and calling me that night and trying to figure things out. And I was like completely overwhelmed. And then I had to do a podcast right after that. But yeah, it's been crazy. You know, being spotted out, you know, out and about is kind of interesting. And um, and it's all kind of funny to me though, because it's like, I just went on TV and was like really just myself. So it's like, it's not like I have like an actual talent or anything. I was just being <laughs> myself, but like I'm getting all this love. So it, it, it's awesome though. I love it. Um, what's been like the most awkward interaction you've had with a stranger? Oh, geez. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's those, gotta so, be uh, a lot of them. Yeah, no, there's been a, f a couple of funny ones. There's, there was one time this car that was in the middle of the street and I was like on the sidewalk just like came to a screeching halt and she was like, Ivan, Hey, 
I work at your company too. And just <laughs> and like just holding up traffic. I was like, hey, what's up? Be careful, keep going. And then um, another one that just happened to me actually um, today was I was sitting at lunch um, at one of these nice restaurants here in Dallas, and um, this girl just walked by me, and all she said to me was. I'm non-religious too, and smiled at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, are these the type of pickup lines I'm going to be hearing now? And, um, no, so that was really funny. So it's it's been some awkward stuff, some funny stuff. I just try to make sure I keep a mask on. I've been swarmed a few times too, which has been interesting. But Oh my God, uh, that's a yeah, COVID risk. It's been risk. crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to talk about the religion thing. So you clarified after the finale, so Tasha obviously said in the finale that you didn't see eye to eye on religion. Yeah. I was so bummed that we didn't see that conversation. I presume it was in the fantasy suite. By the way, sorry, we'll come back to the religion thing. I just can't believe you got the Airstream. How did you feel when you were like, I'm at this beautiful resort and I have to sleep in an Airstream this evening? Yeah. Um, so my mindset going into the fantasy suite, like I had this picture perfect setting of like the most amazing presidential suite apartment there and having like rose petals leading up to this amazing head <laughs> and like a hot and like a water hot tub or whatever yeah and, and then you we had like come seen the sweet so you like knew what was yeah, what could happen yeah. yeah i was like okay well at least have something that good yeah and then i walk around the corner and i see the airstream and i just i just stopped they didn't even show that part but i just stopped i was like what but like i you know i wasn't <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice about it too so I, I can roll with it i'm good with it but like one of my first questions was like can i even stand up in there like what are we doing here? <laughs> like because i'm kind of tall too so i was able to at least stand up the bed actually like I, my feet weren't hanging off the edge at least so that was good um <laughs> but yeah i mean i just rolled it it was it was all fun was i was pissed weather, on so your behalf yeah it was it was all good <laughs> it's all good <laughs> also, was, was, it hot? was it hot Go in ahead. there what was the air conditioning situation um, it was not hot, but the air conditioner was very loud. It was mm. extremely loud the entire night. And it was just like a big gust of wind the entire night. So, Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. The whole time I was watching, I just all I could think about was how hot it was. So, the, of course, my questions about air conditioning. <laughs> I mean, it gets yeah. in the way. Yeah. Yeah. As you can see, we were all sweating all the time. So, air conditioning was always a thought on my mind, too. Um, I I was like, why aren't they showing more sweating? In fact, I was just like how are they not drenched all the time yeah they kind of saved us a little bit because we were sweating all the time that's what it was <laughs> honestly so it was really bad yeah um okay so back to the religion thing so you guys um obviously talked about religion that night how did you like walk away from that the next morning like did you think that was going to be a major problem in your relationship who um so when Tasha and i talked about that at when we we talked about it, I'll say like forty five minutes. Explain both of our viewpoints. It's a long conversation. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's a conversation I've had before too with you know other people I've dated who've been Christian or, or another religion and whatnot. So, and they just have a ton of questions and you know try to get into details of like why I believe the things I believe because I I, um, I just don't think like Tasha's really ever come across a situation like that. So there's a lot of questions she has, and I was just trying my best to like field it. But um, at the end of it, I was like listen, I'm open to like everything. Um, you know, I've dated people who are Christian. It's never been a showstopper before. Un unfortunately, we don't have that much time to talk about it. Like that was like one of the sucky parts about the show is just not too much time because it is something we could talk about, you know, you know, for hours really, um, especially since it means so much to her. Um, but, you know, we kind of just left it open-ended at the end of it because we couldn't let it just take up the entire night. So I was like, yeah, just think about it. And I think we both disagreed and she would think about it more. Um, so yeah, going into 
you know, the next rose ceremony and all that. Like that was the one thing um, they didn't show me saying this, but I was like, I'm 90% sure we're good. But then there's like that piece behind, like that one religion thing that could just end this all. Um, so I just don't know how that's going to go. So like 90 might even been high. Um, I just didn't know how she was going to deal with yeah. that based off that conversation really. So, yeah. Interesting. And and like, what do you believe if you're, if you're comfortable discussing it? I'm, I'm completely comfortable. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm out there now at this point. So everybody <laughs> knows everything about me, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just be, non-religious. Um, you might be the most famous agnostic American. Yeah. I, I think I may be now, honestly. Yeah. It's not, and that, it's yeah, not that so, common, right? <laughs> like, like people no. very broad spectrum of like beliefs, religions, whatever. But first of all, I feel like people in their late twenties, early thirties, don't really talk about their religious beliefs unless they're like, I'm Christian. Here's what I believe. I feel like or like identifying with a religion yeah. or they're like, but I just feel like people who are, who, who maybe like, aren't like part of one of the more dominant religions in the world. Like it's just like, doesn't discuss that much. So I, I can't really think of another like famous agnostic at the moment. You're 100% correct. And that's the thing about it. Like in my life, um, you know, I'll, I'll say I'm non-religious or agnostic. No, I realized non-religious is kind of just the umbrella for like agnostic atheists and like unaffiliated. So mm-hmm. I would just say non-religious or agnostic. But um, yeah, when you're non-religious, um, you don't really talk about religion. You don't really try to pull people in to believe the things you believe. So like it's not talked about. And also I live in Dallas, which is like definitely the Bible Belt. And there's like mega churches here. And people generally of like my demographic, I would say, are, are usually Christian. So it's like, it's just not something I really talk about. Um, cause then, you know, people try to start to get me to convert or something and, <laughs> or like kind of look down at me upon me a little bit, yeah. I feel like. And, um, you know, it's not like I I've, and I've said this before, but like, I've spent a lot of time researching these things. I've came to this conclusion, like with a lot of thought, it's not like I just, Hey, I'm here. And I haven't really thought about it. So uh, that's just where I am with it. And I always say like, I'm open to changing my mind on any topic really. And that includes religion. Um, if anything ever, you know, proves itself to be true to me, then I'll, I'll hop on board with that. That sounds good with me. So, um, just, I just like to be open-minded and, you know, have everything be in the, be like concrete with facts before I start to believe it really. That's really interesting. If you don't mind me asking, like, how did you start on that journey of like, I, I, I regret saying journey is such a bachelor watch word, but like, just honestly, it's really fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fascinating. Like, how did you decide to like, look into this for yourself and like, what, what was sort of like motivating your like kind of like religious questioning? Cause I, I honestly think that like a lot of people probably feel similarly, especially like mm-hmm. in modern culture, but like, again, it's just like not discussed. So I'm so curious. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. And um, yeah, I guess it started with my parents. I'll say uh, my mom was, or was Christian. Now it's, she, I'd say both my parents are non-religious. My dad was non-religious. Um, he never really gave us a, thoughts or opinions at all while we were growing up. My mom, she brought us to church. Um, we went to private schools, taught us some prayers, all that kind of stuff. Um, so like I did believe in God up to a certain, certain age, but then it kind of just started fading away with her as well. And then as I became like, you know, older teenager and adult, my dad started, you know, in, um, telling me his thoughts about things. Um, and then I just really like with everything he, my parents have taught me to be like a critical thinker with everything that I do. Um, so like even with my dad and my mom, like I kind of vary with some of the things we believe, but yeah, I, uh, it started with my parents and it's just like, I, with anything that I actually want to like associate myself with or look into, I just want to make sure I really believe it instead of somebody just telling me to believe something. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Speaking of your family, um, we got a lot of your, a lot of your family on this television program. 
how has it been for them? How's all the attention been? Um, and I think like, I I'll just say like, I found your family story really awesome. I think like, um, like the incarceration problem in America and the like the justice system in America is like incredibly fucked up. I don't mean to get too political, but like, it just was really, really cool for the bachelor to like shine a light on that. And obviously, yeah. you know, you took it upon yourself to like, to be really forthright with, um, not only your specific family, um, circumstances, but also just with the murder of George Floyd and everything. So I think like your, your family got a ton of attention and obviously I thought it was really cool to see. And how has this experience been for them? I mean, they, they didn't necessarily sign up for this. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been crazy for my family as well. You know, um, I think my, my brother and my dad are enjoying it the most. (laughs) My mom like doesn't want any shine. She, she doesn't have like social media or anything. She's like, Oh my God, everybody at the library knows who I am now. And cause she librarian so that's pretty funny but uh yeah my brother and my dad they love it you know there was like a little gabe for bachelor campaign i saw that my brother had going not my brother had it going but like some other podcast yeah. had going. i thought that was hilarious and then and then my dad loved seeing himself on the camera he's like oh i look pretty good don't i and it was like, so it was a, they're, they're loving it they're loving it you know and i was just so grateful and happy that um they each kind of got like an equal amount of shine i felt like Mm-hmm. Um, cause they're all played such a big role in my life in so many different types of ways as well. And they're all great. Like we, I, I talk to my parents every day. I talk to my brother almost every day and, um, we're a very close knit family, even though like from the outs, from the outside looking in, like me and my brother are opposites, my mom and my dad are like kind of opposites. You don't really see that too much. Um, but we're still very close. So I was just very grateful that America got to see like what like the real America can be, you know, with yeah. racial families and like different families going through like struggles and still remaining strong together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really liked the moment with your mom when she was questioning if Tasha would keep you around and you're like, no, she's going to, I thought that was really funny. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, yeah, I was feeling really confident about my, um, relationship with Tasha at that time. So when my mom said that, I, I really didn't let my mind slip to the, like, or slip to the idea that, I might be going home after hometowns because I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm going to have the best family. Like, we have a great relationship going. Like, I'm going to be here next week, I felt like. Um, that was a funny moment. I was like, oh, man, that's some confidence right there, Ivan. Yeah, uh, I know. I was <laughs> like, oh, Ivan, some swagger. Okay. I like, yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. Also, it was just... It, um, <laughs> I feel like there haven't been a lot of times on the show where someone has like said to their mom, there's a fantasy suite situation. Like a, like assuming <laughs> that their mom knew that was and B just like open conversation about, you know, fantasy suite with your parents, which yeah. obviously is part of the experience, but we don't see it that much. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go into any details, but yeah, my, <laughs> my mom was like very skeptical of like the whole, yeah, my mom was skeptical of the whole process and like if I would have enough time to make a real good decision. So I was just trying to like ease her mind, like, Hey, listen, I do have a lot of time in this situation, get to meet her parents and then we get another date and all this kind of stuff. So that's what I was trying to do with that. Just to like make, help her relax a little bit. Cause she was really worried about me. That's really sweet. Um, and you have a new nephew as of a few days ago? Oh, yes. As of January 1st, 2021, have a new nephew. My brother just sent me some pictures. He just came back home. Um, but yeah, his name is Maziah Kai Hall. So I, I don't know where they got the first name from, but <laughs> I'm going to call him by his middle name, Kai. I already know that. I like that name a lot. And uh, yeah, Kaylani has a little brother now. So it's going to be awesome. He was the first baby born in that hospital, apparently. So that's really? kind of cool. For oh, the, that's awesome. For the new... For yeah, the for the new year. Not ever. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I like the name Kai too. Um, does your brother live in Dallas as well? 
Yes, yes, in the suburbs with my parents. But then he goes back and forth between Abilene and Dallas, which is where um, Kehlani and her mom live now. So he's back and forth a lot. Got but it. He travels, he travels for work a lot, so he's all over the place. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your work. So how did you get a month off, six weeks off, whatever it was, to go on the show? And how did you end up on the show? Okay, so the show slid in my DMs, and I was shocked because I had like 600 followers or something. Yeah, in- Instagram. And um, yeah, I was shocked. I was like, what is this? How did they but find then, you? Um, it turned out to be, I have zero clue. I, I've never asked the question. Um, <laughs> I just let it happen, I guess. But it was, <laughs> yeah, I have no clue how they found me at all. Um, I'm going to find all. out. I, I will ask like on your behalf. 10, yeah, I probably had like 10 posts. So it was, it's still a mystery to me, but hey, I'm happy they found me. Um, and then like all the conversations went really well with them. So I was, uh, uh, and then I just ended up on it. Like, I, I remember like, I want to say after my first like longer interview with them, I told my parents, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be on this show. <laughs> my only hesitation was like, I wasn't sure how I was going to be on camera because I've never done that before. Right. Um, so that's like the only thing that was like kind of holding me down. But like, oh, I was like, yeah, this will be fun and interesting. And, you know, I'm ready for it. So it'll be cool. But um, yeah, and then, and then back to my job. It's actually very easy to take off. Um, and that's a testament to my job. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's very flexible work schedule. One, I only work four days a week, actually, which is amazing. And I love Why? that. Why? What? Is it's it just a the, it's, full-time job? It's a full-time job. I work... So it's four 10-hour days. So Monday through that. Thursday. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so, but I, that's like my ideal schedule because having those three-day weekends are crucial for me. And I love that. Um, and then also, like, my manager is just amazing. And he was like, full support. We'll watch and we'll oh my support. God. So it was really just up to my manager. He submitted their quest and they were like, okay, all good. And even when I got back, they were like, I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to need another two weeks. And he was like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> so I was like, so it was, it was oh awesome. It was awesome. So um, shout out yeah. to your no, employer. I, That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very fortunate and very grateful for the opportunity. What did you need another two weeks for? I just wanted to take some time to like unwind and just, yeah, it was just a lot to handle being there. I remember I took like a deep sigh actually like right when I like left the bubble and got in the car for the first time. Cause it was just so much, so many emotions and it was just taxing and draining and I hadn't talked to my family at all. It was just, it was just a lot. So I wanted to just like start working out again a little bit and, and just hang out really and do normal things, watch some TV, be lazy. Um, before I started back at work, I was not ready or in the mindset to start back at work yet. I would have been way too distracted. You just opened up a lot of questions. First of all, okay. what did you miss the most when you were in the bubble, other than internet access? Ooh. Oh, what did I miss the most? Was it uh, Luka Doncic playing very well in the, bu- um, in the NBA bubble? Are you a Mavs fan? Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm a giant Mavs fan. Chicago Bulls are my number one team because mm-hmm. I was born there, but the Mavs are my second favorite team. I had season tickets like two years ago, which was awesome. Um... But yeah, yeah, basketball actually was my favorite. But we actually, once we made it to the final four, they let us start watching the playoffs though, which was awesome. I oh, love that. That like got me through my days. So that was like... Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So but, that was um, like what? Late August? Um, yes. Mid-August? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you didn't miss exactly. that much. You just missed like the sun's run. That's okay. Yeah, I missed all that. But th- there was one night, which was awesome because this was like when they were doing the shift from Claire to Tasha. And they let us watch the Lakers play somebody. And we were all like huddled up for that game. And I was super into it because I, I play fantasy basketball. I run my own fantasy basketball league right now. Like I, I'm really into watching basketball, even though that's like one of the uh, sports I didn't really play that much growing up. But I love basketball. 
Dr. Joe mentioned that as well, that you guys all were just like around a television watching this one game. I yes. mean, the Lakers had a very good bubble, although they were not playing well at that point. They like got better as it went on. They, Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, definitely. Okay, so you missed so. the NBA. You missed Luca. That's you should. I think you should commit to the Mavs. The Bulls. Eh, it's it's going to be a lot a while. <sighs> yes, I know. I, I probably should. Honestly, I am committed to the Mavs. I'll say that they're my one A team, though. I okay. I can't turn my back on the Bulls. Derrick Rose was like my guy around 2010 and stuff. So mm-hmm. that like whole thing made me just a Bulls fan more sure. than I ever was. So I think that was yeah. the year he won MVP. So. Yeah, yep, exactly. A good, a good season. Okay, so you, exactly, you missed yeah. basketball. What else did you miss? Like, were you worried about missing like any world events? Because like, obviously, there was like at the at once so much going on, so little going on. I honestly, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't too worried. Like, we would hear little tidbits here and there from the producers that they would keep us updated. But um, I was like, I'll catch up on it when I get out of mm-hmm. here. Honestly, um, was it a nice the break? Actually, still spin while I'm in this bubble. <laughs> It was a very nice break. It was, I was very happy with the break. It was a great break up until like, I'll say up until like at the point I got eliminated. Cause then I just wanted to get out of there like instantly. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great break to just not have, you know, the phone or internet and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was really nice. I enjoyed it. So like, were you upset? Like what was your level of, of dejection when you got dumped? Um, so I did have the first fantasy suite. So like, I think I was able to like mentally prepare myself for, you know, a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did already know that that was a possibility that Tasha, you know, that was the reason she gave me, you know, um, as to why she sent me home. It was because of religion. And, um, uh, so I, I was ready for that. And another thing is like my way of like kind of rationalizing and dealing with it, I guess, is just like, I honestly don't really want to be with somebody who's not open to, you know, me for just being me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She accepts me and you know, she's, she, you know, appreciates me as a friend and all that. So like, I don't really want somebody who's like, not open to, you know, somebody who's not non-religious anyway. So it just, it just wasn't the right match, honestly, is what it yeah. was. So, um, I wasn't like, yeah, I was, that's why I wasn't really bawling or crying or anything. Um, it, it sucked though, that like it got to that point, I guess, but, um, it just, it, it just is what it is. That's like all, all I can really say, to be honest. Sure. Um, yeah. No offense to yeah. Tasha, You just don't seem that upset. That's, that's why I was asking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if she, if she like told me, Hey, Ivan, I just, I'm just more into Zach than you. Yeah. Like that would have been kind of a different thing, I think. Cause I, I definitely thought, or in the moment, I felt like it was going to be me and her at the end. Um, you know, looking back at it, nobody really thinks that. And she ended up with the guy she's supposed to end up with anyways. But in the moment, I definitely thought it was supposed to be me and her. So yeah. Okay. It is okay. what it is. No, I, I, I'm fine, honestly, now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed like you're living it up. Do you like, it must be like so weird to contemplate dating now because first of all, it's like weird with COVID, but then I don't know, like it it also is people come to you meeting you with so much like context. Like they think they know you, but they don't actually, what has that been like since you've, since you've been um, famous on ABC every night for two months? Yes. Or every week. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people keep asking me like, have I been dating anybody? (laughs) Cause it has been like, you know, three or four months since that's happened. But you know, like I, I, while the show was airing, I honestly didn't really want to date anybody just cause I didn't want to like, you know, go out in public with anyone really. Or, and I honestly didn't really trust anybody's intentions. Like they might try sure. to like, expose the fact they're dating me and all that kind of stuff. So I was just staying to myself, um, going forward now that the show's finally over, you know, um, I will definitely be dating and see how that goes. <laughs> You'll um, never but, yeah, date it's, again. It's very interesting. It's very, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's very interesting to think like now going forward though, Anybody who meets me, I'm always going to have in the back of my mind, like, are you really here just because of me or just because of like, 
I'm kind of famous now and whatnot. Sure. So that's a really interesting dynamic I think I'm going to have to deal with going forward. But yeah. Um, yeah. And, and on top of that, yeah, a lot of people think they know me, but um, you know, they still only know a piece of me. And yes, I was able to just, like show a lot of myself, I feel like on TV, but there's a lot more um, to me. Like, I guess anybody could say that, but there is a lot more as well. What was like the most surprising thing for you as you watched the show back? Did you watch every episode? Yes, I watched every episode. Um, what's the most surprising thing? Or like, what were you just like, that's weird editing? Because everyone says that you get used to the cameras like after a fairly short period of time. I, I don't know. I've never been on TV, nor, nor were I ever. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I wonder, everyone says that you get used to the cameras and also that like you are who you are and like editing can only do so much. But I'm curious, like if you, there was something that you were like, oh, that's not how I remember it. Or I don't think that's, realistic. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, as far as my edit goes, I, I'm very happy with it. Like that was, that was all pretty good. Um, good stuff. I will say that I felt like it was kind of, I was kind of like friend zoned a little bit more in the edit than what mm -hmm. it was actually in real life, but that's fine with me. Like, it, it's not like I ended up with her, so I don't really, doesn't matter at this point. Um, but I definitely see how people saw that. Like people saw like Zach and Tasha's like chemistry the most. And that was something that was, that was actually more surprising to me was Zach and Tasha's chemistry more than anything, because to be honest, going into it with Tasha, I felt like Brendan was the front runner. I would say front runner quote unquote um, in the beginning. And then I thought I kind of surpassed him at a certain point. And um, I think Brendan's even like echoed that too in, in some podcasts. So like with Zach, we didn't really know what he had going on at all. And he, that was a testament to him. Um, I don't think any of us gave each other too much information, but he gave us like zero. And um, so it's just hard to imagine it. And I, I, I had no clue. So, um, but you know, Zach's a beast. So I, uh, I applaud him. He, he do you like Zach? Really <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Zach. I really do love Zach. You know, Zach owns the drug addiction recovery place and a couple of them. And I've been to addiction recovery rehab houses and stuff with my brother. And like the people that work there are, all, are usually always just top notch people mm -hmm. who don't get paid too much, honestly. And I just have like really big hearts and have to deal with so much. Um, so we were able to connect on that. And then also we like me and Zach had like deep conversations about a lot of different stuff. We talked about real world stuff and race and whatnot. And he's just somebody who's like real genuine and like wants to learn um, and just open everything. He's like such a good guy, such a good guy. I really do like him. Um, we haven't really talked too much other than like a couple comments or tweets here and there um, outside of the show, but I'm always going to have the utmost respect for him for sure. It's got to be weird. I mean, I don't really know how you like, I mean, it does happen with some seasons, but I don't know how you, how you could like be tight with Zach or like, or Brendan yeah. right away. That would just be super yeah. weird. I think, I think with, yeah, I think with Zach, it would be weird. Like I can't, it's just, a, it's just a little bit of a weird situation. We could definitely talk and hang out and whatever, yeah. whenever. And I'm never going to like push him away. Cause I, I think he's awesome, but I would rather like let him come to me. I don't want to like force myself into their life. That'll be kind of weird. But with <laughs> Brendan, no, with, with Brendan, I would totally do like a guy's trip or something eventually when we can do that or hang out with Brendan. I know Brendan played basketball in college. So I'd love to hoop with him. And he did. Why not? Yeah, he did. Um, I saw on his he, Instagram that he could dunk and I was impressed. Can he? Yes. Okay, I, don't, I don't know. How, I don't know how recent it was. I think it was a couple of years ago. I don't know. I was obviously just going deep, but um, <laughs> I was like, oh, he can dunk. Good to know. We should see that on the show. Um, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know that. That was interesting. Nice. Brendan seems popular. Seems like everyone likes Brendan. Yeah. Brendan, because Brent, Brendan's a sweetheart. He's like a super nice guy. He was like, you know, he had, you know, the right intentions and was really thoughtful and a very good guy. I remember there was one funny moment. I, if they aired this, this would have been hilarious, but 
uh, where me and him, this was early on, I think after my one-on-one and we were like, oh man, we were just so worried about how much time we had left. And like, we were so worried because we both knew that we liked her a lot and we both knew we could be there at the end. And we started just like going back and forth, telling each other, like the little things about Tasha that mm-hmm. um, we might not know already. Like, I think he told me her birthday and I, I told him what her favorite color was. So we were like trying to do this like <laughs> brainstorming cute. session. Yeah. Tasha, you know, uh, when it was so early on, we could definitely get away with that. Some of like this, the, uh, you know, lesser details that aren't too important. Maybe we don't get a cover with Tasha. So uh, that was a really funny moment. I remember sharing with him. That is funny. And then we didn't even talk about Claire, but like, did you, first of all, did you know who Tasha was when you, when she came in? Uh, I saw her maybe on like an article once or twice. That was about it. Cause I remember when I, when they first reached out to me, there were a few people in the running to become bachelorette um, per like some articles. It was Claire, Tasha, Tia Booth, and maybe a couple other people. Ivan, so I like, can tell that you do your research. This is, I, I like it. Yeah. You, obviously we're reading up on it. Oh, hundred percent. I, I don't get how people don't do research, honestly. Like for me, me it doesn't make sense. I'm a compulsive yeah, like, Googler, so I don't know. <laughs> like I have to, I have to know what I'm getting into. And then prior to the season, I'm not like a, like a super fan of the show or anything, but I did watch Peter's season because I needed to know what I, what I'm going to be doing. And then I also watched Hannah Brown's night one, mm. like entrance types type of stuff. So, wow. so you're uh, real, yeah, you're I mean, I, I feel like it's good to like be, to, I mean, <laughs> to, yeah, of the game, quote in quotes. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to go on there and make myself look re- like, you know, bad or anything. It's it's national television and this could really impact my life, I realized. So it's not <laughs> like, like if you're going into like, okay, we're going to bring it back to sports. But if you're going into like the Super Bowl or the finals, you're not going to like, you know, just yeah, not you research gotta, gotta your opponent or like it. understand things. Yeah, you got to be prepared. So um with all that being said, like I definitely was like kind of uncomfortable in the beginning and stuff too. And like, I just resorted to, yeah, for sure. So it was, it was, it was a learning process, but I definitely got more comfortable as time went on. Um, what did you think about Claire? Like, what was the Claire experience? Like, I feel like I forgot that she was on the show. Like I just like forget about Claire and Dale Mm because it just seems like a long time ago. And like, I don't know, I, I forget. So like, do you forget about Claire? Like, what was that experience? Like it was, we actually did an IG live the other day with, it was me and Damar and then Claire and Dale hopped on there too. Yeah, so I saw nice that. How was it? I didn't yeah. watch. No offense. It was, it, no, it was awesome. Like, I, and I'll say this, um, every chance I can, Claire was extremely nice and sweet to me in every encounter that we had. Um, and that's all I'm going to judge her by. I know she kind of got a bad rep for like how things went and whatnot, but when you um, know, you know, she was always, yeah, she was always very sweet to me. And I, you know, I don't falter at all. Like she went with what she felt and, and you know, that's all she could do really. They so very happy. I pre- yeah. So I, I really appreciate Claire. She's awesome in my eyes. And, um, you know, I think everybody should think that about her. She, she was great. Okay. That's nice. And so like in, in that changeover, how long was it? I have actually a lot of logistical questions. What was the changeover time between Tasha and Claire? That's number one. Um, I say it was a, it was a couple of days. Like there were a couple of days of like no cameras around and, you know, um, the guys just got to be the guys. Hang out. So that was that was fun where we really got bond and everybody's claiming they're gonna get tattoos of the season after the season and those those interesting times, but it was it was a lot of fun for us all to bond um during that time. Where does the tattoo plan stand right now? I think only one person's gotten a tattoo and that's Damar. But oh everybody God. this does not include me because I was I was being very quiet in this conversation, but everybody was gung-ho about getting rose tattoos in season 16 somewhere on their body. <laughs> And I thought everybody was crazy. 
but <laughs> oh my God, there are a couple a of no us for being me. More, <laughs> yeah, that's a big no for me, but it was, it was funny to think back to. It was funny to think back to. Though, oh sure. my God. It seems like everyone really likes each other, maybe with a few exceptions. Yeah. For the most part, I would say so. Yeah. Um, like I, I, um, yeah, they're, they're the only person who honestly really annoyed me, like back on the show was Bennett. But um, yeah, you're a Noah than, defender. <laughs> no, I'm not a Noah defender. But uh, it's more like, you know, I, I don't know. Bennett just rubbed me the wrong way on several occasions. And I saw the way he was talking to people. And I did not like that or appreciate it while we were on the show. But, um, you know, he's got good qualities too because we're able to like have laughs. And he's really funny as well. So like I, I could see myself hanging out with anybody from the show really at this point. So. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. My next logistical question relates to the fantasy suites. The show made it seem like it was just like three days in a row. It was not three days in a row, right? No. I mean, that would just be absolutely ridiculous. And logistically impossible based on what I know about production. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, we had, I think they had to give Tasha time, you know. Of course. (laughs) After, yeah, like this, that would have been madness. Cause, and I'm somebody who requires a lot of sleep too, that I would not have been able to do that if I were in her shoes at all. But yeah, she, she had time to like rest and, whatnot before her next date so she could like give it her all and whatnot so so as the as the numbers are dwindling and you know six four three whatever what did you do all day like what did you do in your downtime oh um oh we played a lot of cards played played some cards with the guys what um um what is the was it euchre so like you're gonna say euchre or spades no 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 ah spades yeah we played spades I, I had a mind blank right there but yeah we played spades a lot actually it would always be me and damar versus Riley and Jordan. Mm. I think Joe joined us one time, but that was fun. And then we you know, had some bets going on to make it competitive. And then um, I did bring a chess board. Um, so I did play chess a little bit, but like nobody really wanted to play me except for, <laughs> so except, for except for Noah. Noah stepped up one time and I destroyed him. But um, uh, so that was fun. But other than that, I mean, it was like I'll, I would work out every so often. I was being very lazy, honestly, though, as far as working out just because it was so hot. You didn't let Ben train you? Nah, I never joined them out there during that. Like I would, I'm, I'm such a, I'm telling you, it's so funny. Like when it comes to me working out, I don't really work out hard at all. Like I am very lazy with my workouts. I leisurely do things. Like if I get too tired, I'll just stop. Um, so it is what it is. Like they're doing like, they're doing like, you know, rotations and all kinds of different types of activities and cardio. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. It's way too hot for that right now. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh my God. I mean, I feel like also yeah. coming from it's like it's a really humid heat in the summer, right? In Dallas. Uh yes, more so than there for sure. Yep. Because I it's mean there it's like super dry, but like extremely hot. I prefer the humidity. I'm just like, let's just, just let's get drenched instead of this horrible dry heat with the unrelenting sun. I despise Palm Springs <laughs> though. So whenever I would watch it, I was just like, this looks so awful. <laughs> yeah. That's literally my one complaint I would say about the whole experience was just the heat there. Like yeah. it was just unbearable. And then, and then to see Nima Cullen with, with Matt James's season and how amazing it looks there. And like the weather is like perfect to like toss in some like winter type and fall. Totally. Um, I'm so jealous, but it's all good. I'm very thankful for the entire experience, no matter what. Do you think you'll keep watching the show? Like, are you a part of bachelor nation now? Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll keep watching the show. Um, I think it's gonna be fascinating. Definitely want to support Matt's, you know, Matt's season and stuff. So I'll definitely continue to watch the show, especially, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of the guys I, I, I'm friends with now are going to be talking to girls and dating girls from his season. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Is that the um, natural order of things that people from T- Tasha's season will be dating women from Matt's season? 
I'm assuming so. I mean, I'm sure there's got, I'm sure there's guys like they'll all meet on Bachelor in Paradise eventually. So, will I you be going on Paradise? I'm positive you'll be asked. Will you go? I don't know what happens because I like, like I said earlier, I think I'm definitely going to date just like in my real life first, and we'll see where I am by that time. Um, if I'm single, sure, I'll do it. I'll, I'll probably do it. I think, um, but um, I think it'll be a lot of fun just to hang out, and, and I'd be way more comfortable now second time, second go around with the cameras, but. Um, I'm not like waiting for it at all by any means, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like see what happens in my life, personal life for here first. Would you be interested in being the bachelor? I'm sure you're being asked that a lot too. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's something I never really even thought of like when I went on the show, but, um, I think that would be awesome too. But it, again, just, it just depends uh, on where I am in life. Um, being the bachelor, I think that's, that's a huge honor in my mind, at least. And that's something that I think I would do a pretty good job at and would be ready for. But I think you'd be such, good too. I appreciate that. I'm and get, uh, I'm gonna tell it's just you. such a long is away. And yeah. I think I think it's it's hard it's hard for me to encourage you to go on paradise because I just feel like you've got a lot going on. And I don't know if like I mean, it sounds like you've got a really supportive boss. So like he will he would help you make it happen if you needed to. But <laughs> But I do think if you want to be The Bachelor, I think you have to go on Paradise. I think there's going to be such a long time in between now and next September with another season of The Bachelorette that if you want to be The Bachelor, you're going to have to go to Paradise. And I just don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence about if you should do it or not. (laughs) I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, whatever (laughs) happens will happen. Um, I'm not planning or strategizing to become The Bachelor at all or even going on BIP and making a big splash. Like if if... I'm single and I, and I feel like doing it. I'll do it. If not, then I'm just going to continue with my life. I, I live a great life outside of TV too, honestly. So it's like, I'm completely content with just living my life from here going forward. Like the whole TV one too though, but you know, I got other paths as well. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, I'd like to know what TV you've been watching since you clearly been watching a lot. I've been watching a ton of survivor lately. Oh my God. Great. Which seasons? Yeah. Oh, I started out with season 28 on Netflix and then I, think i hopped which one over. was that that's when tony won tony oh his first his first win yeah yes. yeah okay. his first win oh you could have okay. spoiled it for me but Sorry. i just saw his second <laughs> i just saw his second win so we're good now and then um i've i've watched several seasons in the 30s i want to say maybe like something like 33 through 35 wow and then i also watched season 40 which was the winners yeah 40 was really winners. good 40 that was, was awesome yeah, I just finished that one so that was epic and tony won and i was amazed wow. and i would love to be on that show uh, yeah, that's, I was just to say, Ivan, maybe you should go on Survivor. That would be great. That's like a new, that's like a new dream. ABC is probably not going to like because I know they have my rights for yeah for a year time. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so eventually, who knows? Survivor would be awesome. That sounds like so much fun. Whole, I think you would do well if you're if you're like a natural athlete and people generally like you. Then I think you've got a good chance on Survivor. I appreciate it. The the thing about it though, yeah, being like an athlete though almost hurts you on the show. It's very. Interesting how, well, I don't know. You also said you're lazy though when it gets hot. So perhaps that would also help you because you wouldn't be too overzealous. <laughs> I don't know. I'm over, I'm like really competitive and most people mm. wouldn't know that about me. So I don't know. I, I, would, I would try my hardest on every single thing and that might not be the best for me. What sport are you yeah, the best at? Um, I, okay. So the main, my main two sports, I guess, like in high school were tennis and track. So mm-hmm. I'll just go with that. Um, I okay. like playing basketball the most. Um, I still play tennis all the time now. Um, but I, I do go to back and like run and sprint around and stuff. And I like to think I can run fast and whatnot. So, 
Um, but yeah, and I, I really love all sports. I'll play flag football all the time, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, or, or, you know, rec league soccer, that kind of stuff, just to keep active. Um, yeah, that's like my version of working out and having some fun with it. Sure. Yeah, it sounds better than actually working out. For um, sure. <laughs> some way more fun. Okay, so Survivor, what else? What else did you watch? What was the first thing you watched when you got home? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. What did I watch? A lot of options. A lot of Netflix. I watch literally everything Yeah, this, oh, that was so, that was... <laughs> I mean, when I first got home, that was like three months ago. I really don't remember at this point. Um, I did. Okay. I, I think I told you I did watch Queen's Gambit for sure. It was um, pretty good. I don't know what else I watched. Okay. Fair enough. Survivor's great. Really I'm glad to hear yeah. it. It's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am a big fan of it now for sure, though. I don't know if they're filming though, so you may have to wait a while for another season. Probably so. Probably yeah, so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. The, yeah. The last one ended, I think, in the beginning of 2020. So. I don't know what the deal is right now, but definitely might apply in the future. Okay. Um, Ivan, it was so great talking with you. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well and not that upset about not, not any application. It's great news. Um, <laughs> I look forward to seeing what's next for you and good luck. I, you know, I hope you're the bachelor. I kind of don't want you to go to, I have like this anti-paradise bias. I don't know why. I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like if you have a job, like why would you go to paradise? If you have a job that you're excited about, I'm just like, I don't get it. So... <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you know, j- my job isn't the most fun job in the world. Doesn't like going to a beach and hanging out and having everything paid for sound like a lot of it fun does. too, though? Yes, it does. So I, it does I must fun. say. Sure. Yeah. It does. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. So you'll consider it. Um, thank you so much for doing this. And thanks for listening. Before we go, could you say hi to my colleague, Nora? Just say hi, Nora. Thanks for your support. Hey, what's up, Nora? Thanks for your support. <laughs> Did you listen to her on this pod? Which one was she on? Um... I think the finale one or finale, finale part two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely heard her. And yeah, I think she said something about sliding in my DM. So that was pretty funny. So <laughs> I appreciate this. I appreciate the support, Nora. You're awesome. You both are awesome. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ivan. We are big fans of you and rooting for you. And uh, best of luck. Thank you for listening to Bachelor Party. I'm back on Monday night. As always, have a great weekend. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.